And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senoras y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast brought to you by none other than Silverback Sports. ShopSilverback.com, at ShopSilverback on Twitter. As always, I am your host, Robbie Gutierrez. You can hit me up on Twitter at RobG1063. Joining me now is none other than the foremost authority on NAI Baseball, Mr. Cody Butler. Cody, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Robbie. I'm settling in here nicely. I'm ready for week two of baseball. Man, it is going to be a huge week. But before we get into week number two, we got to recap week number one. That's what we'll do here in the first half of the show. But before any of that, we've hit a new milestone. The NAI Ball Podcast has its highest rating on the iTunes Sports and Recreation Charts ever. For the second time, we are inside of the top 100, but for the first time, we're inside of the top 50. That's right, the top 50. Number 49, the NAI Ball Podcast, right between number 48, Golik and Wingo, and number 50, the Mina Kime Show. That is huge. For those of you who either don't listen to a lot of radio or this is the only podcast you might subscribe to, this is absolutely momentous for us and huge for the NAI, you know, Cody and I do this just, just for fun. And we love being able to highlight NAI baseball and being able to go to games and just do some incredible things. But all of this is for y'all. You know, he's a guy from Georgia. I'm from Texas, both strong connections to the NAI world. And so, I mean, this is absolutely huge for us. And when we are able to climb this high into the rankings, it's, it's because of y'all and it's because the people who listen to our show, who download, who subscribe, who rate our show are absolutely fantastic. And every time the NAI Ball podcast is up there, people notice. And people start to recognize like, hey, there's something going on here. And that's that's our whole goal is to be able to make great things happen inside of NAI Ball and for NAI Baseball. And when we win, Everyone wins, y'all win, and it's the same. You play good baseball, we win as well. So we're absolutely thrilled for that. It was such an amazing first week of the season, Cody. We had four no-hitters. OCU throws the only single-pitcher no-hitter. Bryce Milligan, that's all he needed was himself. Our Lady of the Lake throws a combined no-hitter against Central Methodist University, who's a ranked team. The University of Science and Arts Oklahoma throws a combined no-hitter. And Ottawa out of Kansas throws a combined no-hitter. Cody, man, it was an absolutely crazy first week of the podcast, first week, really, of our season. Yeah, it's been an outstanding week of baseball. Eight ranked teams lost on Friday night. We had our first triple play of the year. Tabor College turned it against Randall. And just being inside the top 50 is a really big deal. I remember when we started our podcast, you I don't know if you were joking or not, but you said, we're going to get NEI baseball inside the top 50, and that's what we did already. And this is what we do is to give exposure to NEI baseball players. I don't want people to see NEI and go, oh, that's a joke. I don't want people to see NEI and go, what is this? NEI baseball is really good baseball. It's great content. We follow NEI baseball because we know what we have here, 
And we're just excited to share that with other people. And we're excited to grow this third year. This is our biggest year yet. And we're continuing to grow each year. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's just amazing. And I, I couldn't agree with you more and just the magnitude of it really. And the amount of people who have noticed it and have called you and I absolutely incredible. Also shout out to Silverback Sports who went ahead and took a chance in, you know, really sponsoring us and we could not thank them more. Moving on here to our first segment of the week, it's Stock Rising. Every week we will pick one team to highlight that's jumping off the page to Cody and I. It was absolutely incredible what this team has done this week, and it's Ave Maria University. They have wins over number one Southeastern University by a score of 7-6, a one nothing victory over Missouri Baptist, 7-3 win over William Carey. Win against Southeastern at home. Those two wins against Missouri Baptist and William Carey, both on the road. But then today, they go ahead and add a huge victory over number 18, Weber International, by a score of 7-6. to six. A first-year head coach, a very young program. You know, got to give a quick shout-out to the freshman, Daniel Kaler. Absolutely thrilled for Ave Maria, and they're doing huge things in the Sun Conference, beating some really good teams. They've won 15 games last year. They went 4-20 and in the Sun Conference. They also have not won more than 20 games since 2015. Their best season ever was in 2013. Cody, I mean, this team's stock is way up right now. I mean, like you mentioned last year, they only won four games in conference. And while they don't count as official conference games, to have wins over Southeastern and Weber already, and then you go to Hattiesburg, you beat William Carey, you beat Missouri Baptist, you have 13 freshman pitchers, on the roster, I mean, Ave Maria is on their way up. They are playing good baseball. They are playing a tough schedule. They played Taylor to open the year. This team has played a loaded schedule out of the gate. No one has played a better schedule than AMU to start this season. So, yeah, their stock is definitely rising. Absolutely agree there. Big series of the week recap. If you remember, we highlighted some hitter versus pitcher matchups we wanted to see. We'll go over that. Also, Cody will give a quick Look back at what happened in that series. Let's kick things off. Unfortunately, Kaiser and Middle Georgia was rained out, but we will move straight on to St. Thomas University and Weber International. It was a 1-1 split in that series, a 2-1 Weber International win in Babson Park for game number one. St. Thomas University would rebound in game number two with a 7-5 victory. Our matchup to watch there was Marcus Begg versus Orlando Rodriguez. Begg went 0-2 with two strikeouts, but would rebound in game number two with the home run. Cody, what did you see in that first series that we're covering here, Weber and St. Thomas? Well, I saw Zach Spivey do what he does best, just go out there, throw a lot of innings, eight innings, ten strikeouts, put his team in a chance to win. In the bottom of the eighth of a 1-1 game, Willie Carter hits a home run, and that gives Weber all they need to take that first game. That was one of the eight upsets Friday night. Really big win. Good for St. Thomas to come back. And Exposito went six innings, picked up the win. Or Baez, an All-American, two for four, a double with two RBIs. So I think that was a really competitive matchup. Neither of those count as conference games. Just a, you know, just to test yourself against a really good team early. Nice matchup. That's really good for those Sun Conference teams to really play, and they you have to kind of play each other when you're down there in Florida because it's hard to get these teams to come any further south. And and when you're as far south as St. Thomas, Flomo, and Kaiser are. It's it's really hard to make that happen. 
Series number two was the University of Antelope Valley and William Jessup University. It was a two-to-one series victory for William Jessup. 9-7 William Jessup in game number one. 12-7 Antelope Valley in game number two. 6-1 to William Jessup in game number three. Our matchup to watch in that one was Ashcon Kualua and Nate Broadus. Broadus went one for three with a double, but Kualua also struck him out. Cody, what did you notice in this series out west? Grant St. Martin, he had the game winner. He had a big home run in that first one for William Jessup. Uh, UAV was leading in the sixth inning, and William Jessup just packed it on. Four runs in the inning. They took that game. The Pioneers did bounce back for 20 hits in game two. You got to give a nice day for Mitch Cox. Five, six, a triple and a home run. Massive series went eight for 14 with two bombs. But game three, like you said, Ashkong Tuolua, William Jessup, he took the rubber match. Eight innings, one earned, 7K. William Jessup picked up their second series win in a row. Let's move on back down south. Freed Hardeman and Faulkner, four-game series and a 2-2 split. A huge series for both teams. 5-3, to Freed Hardeman in game number one. Faulkner took games two and three by a score of 12-4 and 3-2. to Freed Hardeman in eight innings would win game number four by a score of 3-2. to Not much to look at as far as hitter versus pitcher goes between Josh Sears and Izzy Fuentes. Sears went 0-for-1 with a walk against Fuentes. Taking a look at how this game was broken down. Game number one in the 5-3 win for Freed Hardeman. Christian Busby had a big-time showing out of the nine-hole. Two-for-four with a home run and several RBIs for him. Three to be exact. And game number two was all Faulkner 12-4. Max Guzman, three-for-four with a home run and four RBIs. He's the Southern States Athletic Conference Player of the Week. The Eagles had eight stolen bases in that game. In game number three, Evan Gillespie and Alex Carrillo combined for six innings pitch and 10 strikeouts, a shutout ball. Only three hits allowed. Freed, Freed Hardeman rallies late, but Heath Olive closed out the win. Game number four was a great one. Three to two, Freed. They win it in eight innings. They were trailing two nothing. Freed Hardeman scores two in the sixth inning and one in the eighth to steal the finale. Josh Sears, man, he is going to be big time. Three for four. Two doubles also got a lot of high praise for Colin McPherson. Finished the series seven for 14 with a home run and five RBIs for Freed Hardeman. A great series. Cody, we're moving on here to Southeastern and Georgia Gwinnett. A two to one series victory for SEU. The defending national champions took game number one, six four. Georgia Gwinnett wins game number two, six four. And then it was 8-5 to five Southeastern in 11 for game number three in the rubber match. Manuel Mesa against Gregory Lukanen. Mesa went 0-2 for 2 with two strikeouts, but Lukanen, man, that's a tough pitcher to face. Cody, break me down a series that you were at. Yeah, I think South, Southeastern played better defense, to be honest with you. That's what won them in the series. Uh, Kevin Long came in and really came in in the second inning, was not even planning on pitching that early, I would imagine and went 6.1 innings, one earned run, got the win for Southeastern. Georgia Gwinnett controlled game two, but the fire rallied late. Game one and game two of that series, both being 6-4, to four, both teams scoring runs in the ninth inning, the trailing team, very similar. Game three, Georgia Gwinnett led 5-3 to three late. The fire scratched two runs, sent that to 11 innings, and they just made the plays. Georgia Gwinnett kicked the ball around late, and they were the better team. They played better defensively, like I said, and I thought that was the diff- difference early on. Both teams are really good. Both teams are probably going to be heavy favorites to get to Lewiston this year. I was impressed with both clubs. 
now time for our mailbag Q&A. This week's question comes from Adam Kowalski at Indiana Tech. He wants us to pick a conference dark horse team. Cody, you've got a dark horse team from way up north. Yeah, my pick to click up north this year is St. Xavier. They finished sixth in conference last year with an 18-12 record in the Chicago Land Collegiate Athletic. But I, I really like them this year. They just won a series at Indiana Wesleyan 3-1. to one. Uh, A bunch of good character dudes. They're being praised on and off the field. I really like their coach. I like their program. They're behind them. And I pick SXU to win the CCAC. I'm going to head out west with mine. I took Ben Mesa. They weren't picked to win the Cal Pack. Obviously, UAV is an absolutely talented team. But Ben Mesa right now, 5-1. and one. A couple guys to watch. Kelby Richardson, 476 average, 10 hits on the season for him. Sean Barrowdale, a 417 average, 10 hits, 7 RBIs. And on the mound, you've got Ivan Torres, a 180 ERA, 16 strikeouts, 10 innings pitched. And it's just been really starting off hot for Ben Mesa. And this is a team, Cody, that you and I, personally, we talk about quite a bit. So I definitely could see some great things coming from Ben Mesa this year, maybe challenging UAV in that Cal Pack conference. That'll definitely be one to keep an eye on out West. If you don't get to watch a ton of West Coast NAI baseball, you should be because there's some great baseball out that way. Quick chance here to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports is the official sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Alpha in arm care and training essentials, premium and durable materials for individual and team Uses always available at shopsilverback.com. That's shopsilverback.com and at shopsilverback on Twitter. Unlock the silverback in you. It is now time for our first of the year. That's right. It's the NAI player of the week, or at least the NAI ball player of the week. But Cody, I like to think uh, you and I kind of have this market cornered on who's player of the week this week. Tell us a little bit about our hitter as we keep things out on the West Coast. Yeah, no question. It's going to Vanguard outfielder Joe Johnson. He hit 533 last week with eight hits, six runs, five home runs, and six extra base hits. He had a four-home run game against Bethesda. The dude was just raking. Added another home run later in the weekend. He is our NAI ball hitter of the week, Joe Johnson. Six of his eight hits are for extra base hits. I mean, to hit 533 and have five long balls is just an absolutely incredible feat. So congratulations to Vanguard's Joe Johnson. He is our NAI Ball National Player of the Week. Our National Pitcher of the Week here at NAI Ball is none other than Oklahoma City University's Bryce Milligan. Seven innings pitch, no hits, no walks. Eight strikeouts in a 2 nothing win versus Grandview. Throws a no-hitter. Was the only program this past weekend to throw a no-hitter using only one pitcher. So no combined, no-no there for OCU. Very close to a perfecto. I mean, so close to a perfect game. Just an error committed in the third. But you know what? OCU, that's a powerhouse program. They're absolutely great year in, year out. Bryce Milligan getting things started for the Stars, Denny Crayball's club out there in Oklahoma City. So definitely you always have to watch out for OCU. Let's take a look at who are the big series this week. But we'll keep things kicked off here with some series 
to watch. What is there to watch around the nation? We'll start it off here. Indiana Tech will take on number two, Freed Hardeman University. Number 14, Campbellsville will take on William Carey. LSU Alexandria and Midland will meet this weekend. Faulkner will take on Georgetown Mobile versus Talladega. Columbia versus Peru State. IU Southeast and Cumberlands, I believe they will be meeting in Mississippi to avoid the weather this weekend. Sagu versus Wiley. Sagu off to a hot start. Canada's team makes its first appearance on the NAI Ball podcast. The University of British Columbia will take on number 25, Westmont. IU Kokomo will battle Tennessee Wesleyan this weekend. And then Uno all the way down to Union. It's going to be a great weekend. Cody, which of these series stand out to you? Uh, And definitely a lot of factors with weather. And hopefully by the time we record this podcast, hopefully all of these series are able to get played this weekend. Well, a series I'm not too worried about the weather at is Sagu at Wiley, an all-Texas matchup. Both of these teams are trending the right direction. We interviewed Sagu at ABCA, and I just really like what they're doing with the program. Both of these teams coming into this matchup with a winning record, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. And if I had to pick another series, British Columbia opening up over there at number 25, Westmont. Anytime you get a Calpac GSAC matchup, I'm interested. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great series between Canada's team and Westmont, definitely one that I will be keeping an eye on. If you have not gotten to watch uh, a game for British Columbia later in the year, when they play at home, they have an awesome facility. Definitely recommend checking that out as well. It is now time for our Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week, the four biggest series in the nation, according to NAI Ball. We will kick things off with two familiar teams to this. Number six, St. Thomas University who comes in with a record of 3-1, and one, will take on number 17, 3-0, Middle Georgia. They won all three games against Thomas. Our hitter versus pitcher matchup to watch is going to be, well, Orlando Rodriguez. He's really good. Five innings pitch, seven strikeouts, two walks on the season. He's going to bring the velo. He's got a lot of movement. He's a great pitcher. The hitter to watch from Middle Georgia will be Jacob Durant, a 429 average, five RBIs, and six hits on the young season. So far, Cody, give me some ideas and some thoughts on this matchup. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this one. Three NAI All-Americans in this matchup are Baez, Orlando Rodriguez, and Zach Cornell. You know, Middle Georgia is a team that wants to play to their style. They want to score some runs. They want to hit the ball. They're playing at home. I'm interested to see how St. Thomas does pitching-wise on the road at a team that could really swing the bat. That's something I'm just looking forward to here. We didn't get to see Middle Georgia at Kaiser last weekend, so it really hurts to see where Middle Georgia is at right now. But this is a huge weekend for them to play a team that they haven't played before. So I'm looking forward to this one. Our next big series of the week brought to you by Silverback Sports is number 23, Bellevue, versus number 11, USAO, the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, 7-0. and Our hitter versus pitcher matchup to watch is Corey Longacre for Bellevue, the Bruins shortstop. 397 average, 10 home runs last season, 48 RBIs, all of that coming in 2018. A guy to watch, we're going to change it up here. A guy to watch for USAO is Rudy Gonzalez out of the pen. I was absolutely impressed with him when I saw him pitch against Our Lady of Lake. Nine innings pitch, one hit, nine strikeouts. That is coming out of the pen, zero ERA. 
He's been lights out for the Drovers this year. I am excited to see how he does against the bats of Bellevue. Cody, break this one down going on in Chickasha, Oklahoma. Yeah, like an NAIA Sunday classic doubleheader. These two teams usually seem to meet up early often. I like the matchup. This is going to be big for Bellevue. They started pretty rough last year. Were able to catch fire later on in the season. I know they want to start better in 2019. And for USAO, we heard a lot about them being young and being a little more inexperienced in the past years, but they're continuing to be really hot. But the competition level steps up against Bellevue, another ranked on ranked matchup. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how this one plays out because I kind of know where USAO is and I really want to see where Bellevue is. I'm definitely excited for this one because this is going to be the, the biggest test so far this season before Sooner Athletic Conference play for USAO. And then Bellevue is a team that started slow last year but really got going at the end of the year, and they play a really good schedule throughout the year before conference play. And then, in, you know, in conference play, anything can happen. So definitely interested in this one. Madonna is receiving votes in the top 25 poll. They will take on Brian, number 15 team in the nation. Brian is 3-1. and one. They've got two wins versus a really good Clark team. Madonna is 4-0. and oh. They had all of their wins in fall games. The pitcher to watch for Madonna is Donovan Thacker. 0.82 ERA, 1-0 record, 11 innings pitch, 6 hits, 13 strikeouts against Gabe Howell. 500 average, right on the dot, 1 home run, 8 RBIs. It was hard to choose between Gabe Howell and Lake Burris, who's got 3 home runs, but Howell's average kind of pulled that one away there. Cody, Brian, tell me a little bit about what we can expect in this series. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Madonna does this year. They won the WAC Conference Tournament. Last season, Brian's coming off winning the AAC regular season. Jalen Thomas, we have a couple of outfielders this year that I think can get drafted in this matchup. Jalen Thomas, an outfielder for Madonna, and Wade Weinberger, an outfielder for Brian. I think those are two of the best outfielders in all the country. I think they're just talented. They can both swing the bat, do a lot of things athletically. And Stephen Shamley, the All-American pitcher for Brian, he got roughed up a little bit last week against Rio. So I'm interested in seeing how he does against a Madonna team that's starting their season. Definitely going to be a big series there. Always excited to watch Stephen Shambly on the bump. Our final big series of the week is number one, Southeastern University versus number 18, Weber International. SEU comes in at three and two with a loss to Georgia Gwinnett, a loss to Ave Maria, but two wins against GGC in a huge series. Weber three and two as well but a win against a very good St. Thomas club pitcher to watch in the series is none other than Zach Spivey. I mean, if you don't know about Zach Spivey, you should. He's 2-0 with a .64 ERA, 14 innings pitch, four hits, 14 strikeouts on the year. This was a guy that was absolutely dominant last season. I'm excited to watch him go against Ivan Nunez, 381 average, eight hits, one home run, four RBIs. The defending national champs taking on the defending Sun Conference Tournament champion will be a great series. Cody, break this one down. You know, I'm just looking forward to seeing how both of these teams match up. It'll be Southeastern's home opener. You know, they score a lot of runs at that park. I came away really impressed with a lot of the guys in their lineup last weekend. Mike Taylor, the two-hole hitter, he transferred from a D1 school. I mean, he's got the park hit. He can hit for power. He can run. Uh, Guadalupe, a three-hole guy, he really impressed me. He was raking the ball to left field all weekend. And just some of the relievers that really stepped up for Southeastern. 
Kevin Long came in and pitched to Jim. So to see how they can do against a Weber international team that I know can pitch, I know Zach Swivey's going to go out there and deal. But can they score enough runs against SEU? That's really just what I'm looking for. Yeah, shout out to Kevin Long. Six and a third innings pitch in relief after Felix Diegas um, had some sickness issues. I, I believe that was that was what happened there, right, Cody? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I never got the full word on it. He had to come out of the game in the second inning. That is all I do know. And I know Kevin Long stepped up, and he dealt a gym. Like, he came in there against the number three team in the country on the road, a really good offensive lineup for Georgia Gwinnett. Yeah, he really, he really did. He really pitched well, really shut them down, and six and a third innings pitch in relief for the Eggers that came out of the game early. So shout out to Kevin Long. So that'll do it here for another episode of the NAI Ball Podcast. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Silverback Sports. want to thank Mr. Cody Butler for joining us. Cody, man, any final thoughts on this episode? I'm just looking forward to another good weekend. This is going to be a great weekend of baseball, and looking forward to being back here with you next week. Absolutely agree. I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. Don't forget, for all of your NAI news, information, stats, anything from around the nation, east to west, north to south, NAI Ball on Twitter. That's at NAI Ball on Twitter. Or you can find us on Facebook. All you got to do is search NAI Ball. We're right there as well. It's going to be a huge week of NAI baseball. We thank you for joining us. You can follow me, Robbie Gutierrez, at RobG1063. Let's talk some NAI baseball. Folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you have a great night and an even better tomorrow. Hey guys, Robbie Gutierrez here, host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports was created by coaches and for coaches. They are supplying over 100 colleges around the nation with bands and ballistic plyo balls in throwing and hitting sets. On top of it all, they now offer mini rebounders and leather wrist weights. They have top quality products at affordable prices. Find it all at shopsilverback.com and follow them on Twitter at Shop Silverback. Silverback Sports, the alpha in arm care and training essentials.